it is the spoopy season. <gasps> Boo! Happy spoopy days, happy doots, you know, all the things. Thank you. Spooky scary skeletons. I am, I, you know, I hate this season because it means the end of summer, which is my favorite season. And it means the beginning of the worst season of all, which is the cold, cloudy season in Portland that lasts for nine months. Um, it's always more fun if it snows to me. <laughs> nope. Uh, you're wrong. But nope. I will say that the one bright light in the sadness is that Halloween exists and Halloween's a good holiday. And I love I love spooky movies. I watch them year round. But this is when, you know, the Halloween discourse really ramps up. The spooky movie yeah. discourse ramps up. This is when I feel most okay. Um, well, I'll, let me let me pair. Here's the thing. I don't think I've been in a mood for scary movies lately. Things are scary enough, but I will subject myself to them right now, uh, willingly. More so than I will. And once November 1st hits, I will not want to watch them anymore. <laughs> no! I, wow, I so heartily, I don't know, it's something about like when I'm nervous or scared, I actually prefer to watch horror movies. Like on you. planes when I get nervous, I watch horror movies. Um, and I think it's, I think it's uh, has to do with like the the anxiety you can control versus the anxiety you can't control. Um, That's true. Because like when quarantine first started, and then again when like the wildfires were raging, and we were all very nervous about uh, them getting worse. I like watched a bunch of horror movies that week. Like I just like felt the urge and haven't stopped since. Been pretty consistently watching horror movies since. Well, yeah. I think uh, there's truth to that. I mean, I know the movie Contagion like had its anniversary or something, and like that movie shot up the charts when <laughs> quarantine first started. Like What's everyone that? was renting Contagion because it was got to do more research. Relatable. It's realistic. Um, it's in San Francisco. Uh oh. I have, <laughs> I have a signed movie poster for that movie. That's um, by whomst? Signed by the director Steven Soderbergh. Oh my goodness! Well, it was uh, filmed in San Francisco, and uh, lots of people I knew were. Lots of school children that I was going to school with, including myself, were all like, oh, we want to be extras, but we were too young uh, uh, to be extras at the time, unfortunately, so that did not happen. I remember the wildest um, part of that movie to me is that Dimitri Martin is in it as a comedian. Dimitri Martin plays a scientist, just briefly, <laughs> just like a little weird one scene, and it was just so weird to me. It's like, he's the, the most comedic comedian that's just like i don't know he didn't do anything else other than comedy it was so weird to see him in that movie <laughs> what's this uh, what's this comedy the guy doing in this this is what? supposed to be a serious movie i mean imagine if you were watching contain or you know yeah sure any <laughs> just it's i can't think of another movie I, that, that's so dramatic so hard it's okay <laughs> but if you were watching contagion and like i don't know fucking larry the cable guy showed up as a scientist it'd be like <laughs> What? <laughs> I think. Well, I feel like that. Well, no, he was kind of a comedic scientist. I mean, they did that okay. in a Pacific <laughs> Room with uh, Charlie Day. Was the yeah? No, that's the that. type. It exists, but not in that movie. Not a not... no goofy scientist trope in Contagion. Nah, no goofy scientist. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's like it, it sticks out to me the same way Brad Pitt sticks out in Twelve Years a Slave. Like I have also not what? seen that. So. <laughs> well, I mean. It's worth watching for sure. It's it's a it's a tough watch, but it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. um, but then you know you're so absorbed in all these actors' performances. Lupita Nyong'o, you know, uh, all all these great actors are doing great work and really selling the the roles. And then Brad Pitt shows up eating a sandwich. Like, 
And I don't think that's true. I don't think he's eating a sandwich, but that's how oh, weird it felt. Okay, I thought you were about to say, I don't think that's true. I don't think sandwiches existed back then. I don't think they had sandwiches. They didn't invent those until they invented Subway. Yep. When the sandwich artists made them. Exactly. Hey, what are your uh, what are your spooky movie recommendations? Um. Ooh, good question. I, well, from this season, I would say the best horror movie I've watched out of all the ones that I've watched recently would be Train to Busan. I know I'm I'm late on it. Um, mm. It is the Ever same person who directed Parasite. Um, it's great. It's a zombie movie. I like zombie movies a lot. Uh, they give me a lot of, I was, they would haunt me for days as a child, just absolute days, just an actual, (laughs) I would have actual anxiety about them as in like, I would feel like I was going to throw up multiple days because I was so nervous about it. But, uh, as with all things that I'm repulsed by, I eventually learned to love it. (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, yeah, Train to Busan's really good. It's um, one of my favorite kind of horror movies. I don't like jump scares. I love horror movies. I hate jump scares unless they're really good. Um, sure, there's a difference. Yeah, unless they're like there's like something behind them, like the makeup's good or whatever. But um, Train to Busan has no jump scares at all, and yet okay. it is so scary. It is so scary and really well done, and there's like great characters in it. Like It's tropey enough that it feels fun. But also all the characters feel very legitimate in their own ways. And, like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. I feel like I've seen that movie on, like, streaming services, but also had no idea it was a zombie movie. So it now is. I'm intrigued. Yes. It's by – and he also directed Snowpiercer. He's got a thing for oh, trains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have seen Snowpiercer. It has a, a, a relatively similar vibe in that pe- – Okay. It, the ma- basic plot of both of those movies is there are people in the back of a train <laughs> – who would like to go to the front of a train. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. That old chestnut. Just Hollywood keeps classic, remaking that one. Classic train tropes. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's probably the best one I watched recently. Um, uh, what, do, what about you? Have you watched a, a singular good movie? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I've watched any really recent ones. I know we got a, Elaine and I made it like a long list that we're trying to get through. Um, but I don't think we've watched anything new yet. We have some queued up for, for soon. But we did just watch The Woman in Black the other night, which is one of my favorites. Uh, fun fact, that stars Daniel Radcliffe. And, of course, you know him as Sir Harold Potter. And uh, Oh, I was going to pers- say you would know him as the titular character in the movie Horns. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Horns. <laughs> Have you seen you- that? Don't. No, I haven't. Don't see it. It's really bad. <laughs> when I say I've Oof. seen a lot of horror movies, I have also watched that. It's, it's bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I had no idea. Um, I think the fun fact, though, is that the person who played Harry Potter's dad, James Potter, starred in the original version of the, mo- the Woman in Black film as the same character. Wild, right? Uh, he was anyway, the Woman in Black. They both play the Woman in Black. They both play the Woman in Black. Um, no, but it's, it's a very solid movie to me. I think it's just one of the best ghost stories, and the scares in that movie really build. And at first, there's a couple jump scares. And then it uses that against you. And then you start thinking there's going to be jump scares, and there won't be. And you're just tense. You're just tense the whole time. Spoilers. Spoilers. And then just, you know, I think there's a level that you get used to, and then things really ramp up. And I think it has a good ending. It's a solid story. Um, That I just, we had a little pre-discussion about this. And Mm -hmm. my main feeling about it was like, of course Talon's favorite horror movie would be based on a play. Like he, (laughs) like. yeah. Just, you yeah. can't escape the theater, you little theater nerd. I know. Well, uh, 
I did not really. I'm not someone who liked scary movies as a kid at all. I just I they, I I remember trailers that would give me nightmares. You know, like I just couldn't. Oh yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, but uh, Elena is someone who loves scary movies, and she kind of got me into them. And I started realizing what I really like is a good story, and it doesn't matter what genre it's in. So. Oh wow, that's. I'm glad you learned something from I that. Did. I, I did think. <laughs> I think what I learned from watching horror movies is just that like, if something. Like, I just, I also had nightmares from previews. I, there was a movie on ABC Family that they show every year. And I think, <laughs> I vaguely, I think Doc Brown is in it. Um, Christopher Lloyd? Yes. And he plays somebody's, like, dead grandpa. Uh, and that movie, uh, there's a scene in that movie that gave me nightmares for years. An ABC, an okay. ABC Family movie. This is how much of a ween I am. <laughs> Uh, and yet I can't stop watching them. I can't. It's a sick fascination. I am very affected by horror movies. I'm not one of those cool kids who is not, not affected. I'm very affected. I just cannot stop. I can't. Yeah. Well, you know what? Tis the season. Um, I mean, I, I'm also, there's so many horror movies I do love. But what I can't do is can't do like torture porn i don't know yeah like, i'm sure i could do the first saw movie but the later ones no, no thank you no 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 not a fan of hostile this. no thank you um i don't want to one of the scarier concepts to me is like a home invasion movie like don't the strangers like uh Horrifying. that one's pretty good it's a real good horror movie but it, it's oh man i'm sure i've told the story on this podcast before of watching that the first time Probably. No? I don't know. I think tell so. Like, tell us. Spark Quick notes. recap. Spark notes. Uh, Elaine and I watched it. It was my first time watching it. She was showing it to me. She owns it. And uh, it's a home invasion movie. And it starts with people like knocking on the door of someone's place, asking for someone who you know, doesn't exist, which is just creepy. So we watched that whole movie. And then we go to bed. And someone knocks on Elena's door. We're sleeping at her place. Someone knocked on the door at like <laughs> midnight, midnight 30. And I wasn't going to get up. I wasn't going to get up, and I didn't. And then, like, 15 minutes later, more knocking on the door. So I was so high alert. I was just like, I just could not believe that was happening. Uh, I went to, like, look out the peephole and saw a person out there who I assume was just at the wrong place. Like, I think they were a little That's drunk, and I think they were looking for assume. a party. That's what they want right. you to assume. It did not answer the door, but, like, I was terrified for the rest of the night, and then I thought maybe, like, I literally didn't sleep, because I was just so on edge. <laughs> and then daylight came, and I was like, that might normally be okay and better, but in the movie, bad things still happen when the sun is up. So, <laughs> I felt, I did not sleep that whole night, because the unthinkable fucking happened, and a stranger was knocking on the door at one in the morning. A um, stranger. The Strangers. I know there's a sequel to that movie that I'm like scared to watch. I'm that one really. I'm sure it's not good. I'm gonna I'm tell sure you, it's, it's. I've never seen a good horror sequel. Ooh, never. No. Not even like the like Screams or Halloween. Okay, or... I will say for all of being a horror movie fan, I've never watched Scream. Any of the Scream movies. <gasps> what? Yeah. I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I know. I know. That movie seems like, I mean, it's especially I, made for people who are horror fans. I am like, a major horror fan. I will say, though, I don't go for slashers, torture, okay. and usually home invasion unless it's really done well. Um, 
So I will say okay. that that's probably why I've avoided it is because I, I thought it was just a slasher flicks and I was not interested. It, I see. It's a little better than that. I think it's a little bit more, I mean, it's definitely very meta and self-referential and knows the horror genre well. I mean, it's the movie that's credited for reviving the horror genre. So, Well, if they're you know. credited for reviving the horror genre, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you might like it more than you think. I know I did. I definitely think I, I had the same feelings of it's maybe just a you know one of those slasher movies, but it uh, it has a little bit more going on okay. under the surface. Well, that's a glowing review. I also hate that we talk about not becoming a movie podcast and um, yeah, yet yeah. here well, we are, is... twenty minutes in, and <laughs> one of a few times it's okay, but we can start the real show now. All right, all right. Podcast for listener, able to host, it's time for another Craig's Essential Crisis, the show where we take the misconnection section into new directions. I'm Tomlin Liddell. And I'm Sarah Thompson. And uh, on this show, we take misconnections, we read them, we pick them for each other, we cold read them. This is a show, you know what it is. Why am I explaining it? If it's your first time, welcome, and you know, it will be easy to follow along. And uh, before we jump into the show, a fun announcement, Uh, we are having another live show uh, we're going to be having it on October 30th, and I'm just going to go out and say that we're going to do a Halloween-themed show. Oh, we're going to be in costume, yeah. uh, and so we will definitely, guests. And so we're all our guests. So October 30th, uh, 7.30 p.m., Kickstand Comedy. That's twitch.tv slash kickstandcomedy or kickstandcomedy on Facebook. Tune in. It's going to be a riotous amount of fun. Um, if you've never seen our live shows, we do a slightly different format, as in we actually plan what we're going to do. Um, to mm-hmm. an extent, uh, but it takes all the things you love about the recorded show and pops them into a live show. Uh, so yeah, make sure to stay tuned um, for more announcements. We'll keep uh, keep up about that. Yep, we'll let you know who our special guests are in the future. But yeah, keep that date in mind. Yeah. Um, let's podcast. Okay, I'm gonna. Say <laughs> That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> let's get casting. Let's pod. Uh, yeah, so Sarah and I will take misconnections from the misconnection section, uh, from the list of Craig, never before seen by each other. We send them to each other. We cold read them live for you, and we're gonna have some thoughts. We're gonna have some thoughts. Uh, T-H-O-T-S ooh, looks like you've thoughts. already gotten me one. Good for you. We'll have some. I'll thoughts. go ahead and start. We'll have some thoughts, and we'll have some thoughts. Gresham Trapdale Starbucks baristas. Do not ask the certified coffee master at Gresham Station for his number. He's full of himself, and he will not text you back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Literally, like, every so often, 
Like, I mean, all honestly, in my heart, I love just reading misconnections. There's not one that I don't like unless it's racist or homophobic. Or sure. Sexist. Not one that I don't like, so, except for, I guess, you know, the ones that cr- 30% of them. <laughs> the ones that cross my morals as a human. Yeah. But sometimes you strike upon one that is just the perf. It's just, it's perfect. And I feel like this one I want to get framed. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And it's so lacking in, like, I it almost is so perfectly worded that I'm afraid it's a meme or it's a joke, <laughs> or it's a plant, because it is just too perfect. You know, when you can't I believe in something that's too perfect. I understand. It's too good to be true. It, it, I think it's I think it's authentic. I think this is 100%. Um, it tells you so much with so little, it, you know? <laughs> this, you talk about the woman in black being a masterpiece of storytelling. This is a... I would like to see woman in black do this much storytelling in 50 characters or less. <laughs> This is the woman in black of two sentence misconnection posts. Unreal. Um, I also would love to point out that when they say, I just want to, I want to read it again so that everyone knows how beautiful this is. So By all means. do not ask the, in quotes, certified coffee master at the Gresham station for his number. He's full of himself and he will not text you back. Mm. Uh, I love that <laughs> they felt the need mean to belittle this person who works as a Starbucks barista. And be like, you're not a real certified coffee master. Like, don't don't get your high britches on Starbucks barista. Meanwhile, the Starbucks baristas make minimum wages. Like, they make me call myself that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that title is. Is that supposed to be the manager? Like, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. It doesn't mean anything. It's like Subway sandwich artists. Like, no one who works at a Subway is really looking at that title going, I made it. I'm I'm somebody. Nobody's putting in their Tinder profile that they're a a sandwich artist. They would say they just work at Subway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know who the real sandwiches... uh, (laughs) You know who the real sandwich artists are. Tell me. I don't know. Uh, The the, the good people of Arby's, they are doing... (laughs) I'm not saying the art is good, but they're trying a lot of stuff. I'm a Quiznos fan through and through, but... Oh, we'll, fuck. I know. It's a controversial opinion. Not everyone no. likes Quiznos. I love a Quiznos. Quiznos is way better. Quiznos is so good. We cannot turn into a Quiznos podcast. Okay. Well, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> but also, do Quiznos even exist anymore? I thought they 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 do exist. And let me pitch you my Quiznos podcast idea. We uh, we call it uh, Quiz Yes. And we go <laughs> through every menu item. And once a week, we order a Quiznos sandwich, the same Quiznos sandwich. And we eat it live on air and rate it out of five oh. toasted. Wow. Hell yes, I'm down. Okay, well, I guess we have new podcasts. I still have to treat you to hot dogs because you last, still owe me hot dogs. Because last time we had plans, we had firm plans, and then my digestive system had other plans for me, which involved not leaving the house or getting too far away from my own bathroom. So, spoken like a true IBS sufferer. Yes, IBS <laughs> like pill commercial. <laughs> like you know, the commercials like um, sorry granddaughter I, I don't think i can today yeah grandma's gotta stay in this chair <laughs> you, gotta, you, you need to walk away so i can get up <laughs> actually speaking of becoming a grandma i found my first um gray root to tip hair today and it's really Whoa. long i was so excited i like was brushing my hair to get it out of my face which i never brush my hair i brush my hair maybe once every two months uh I just, I'm naturally detangled. Um, (laughs) But I was brushing my hair for the first time in months today. uh, And I have a full gray hair. It's so exciting. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of those, and it's definitely like. The first one is always like, what? She was so sparkly. <laughs> she stood out. I said, who's that sparkly hair? And then I was like, oh, ma'am, <laughs> you're so pretty. Uh, I don't know if I felt the same way. Not because I'm like afraid of going gray or whatever, but my first gray hair was in my nose. <laughs> is that true? That is absolutely that's true. That's not for the bit. No, it's not a bit. Like, that's just <laughs> where it was. And... Um, I, I, oh I did not like it. I don't think it just gave me horrible flashbacks of my first child dentist, who I, you know, I just remember staring up into their nose, and they had so much hair in there. Wow, that um, is some deep-seated trauma. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. It's it's fine. I'm fine. I'm sorry. I'm fine. I would also like to say, okay, so sorry, we deviated a little bit. I had a lot to say about other things, but I also have things to say about this misconnection. Okay. I will say we say it a lot. Um, yeah, we do. I think we say it a lot to the gender dynamic of like female service workers, mm-hmm. where we're like, she's smiling at you because she has to and it's her job, or like, don't she's ask. She's literally paid too. We say that yeah. a lot, but you know what? It does also go the dry. It goes in any direction for any gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ask the Starbucks barista for their number and then they don't text you back. It's because they felt they had to give you their phone number because if they didn't, you would have put up a fuss while they were at work and could have got them in trouble. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> no, I think that's absolutely true. They also have no obligation to... They could they could say no, but yeah, obviously that's going to be an awkward situation. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. It's more polite for them to just give you a number and maybe it wasn't even the real number. You don't know. Like, they're that just being be, polite. <laughs> it would be very funny. If you ask the Starbucks barista for their number and then it turned out to be the, like the shop number. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll give you the number. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> press, you have to press one if you want to get to, to my voicemail it's box. It's Starbucks corporate. Even better. It's like Starbucks corporate customer service. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be my advice to this person who wrote this misconnection. Like, take this as a learning moment. Um, you Like, if somebody's working, it just, I don't know that it's going to work out. You know, there's a power dynamic there. That's true, but I will say, the other read on this, and kind of the read I originally maybe was, was thinking it might be, is that this might be one of the other baristas writing to the whole group of baristas. Maybe this is a barista at this Starbucks who asked for their boss's number or whatever. I assume it's their boss. They're a certified coffee... They're a coffee master. master. Yeah. They're not a coffee surf. No, they're not a, not a coffee plebe. Yeah. They're a coffee master. You earned that title. A coffee maggot. <laughs> a coffee jester. Uh, they are, you know, so if this is like another person who works under under them, under their liege, mm. um, and they're just warning the other baristas, like, listen, I tried. It didn't work because huh? they're a dick. They're that's, so full of themselves. That's bold to hit on your boss. That's bold. It, it is bold. Just as bold as the dark roast at Starbucks coffee baristatoriums Starbucks Starbucks do you have it guts what's happening I'm just doing weird Nickelodeon stutter jingles I liked it it was great stutter jingles is a great name for a clown okay 
Okay, we're gonna stop. Yeah. Okay. I gave you one that I feel like is it should have been reserved for later in the show, but I I couldn't resist. No, it was great. Uh, yep. I yep. I, there was no way to miss this one. Let's be honest. I, Did you see it too? Unfortunately, I have seen this one before, but I will act like I am cold reading. It oh, and I mean, I don't care. I think it's, it's just best if you ride. read it. <laughs> All right. Black Afro man riding bike with speakers. Bend. It's come to my attention that people would like to know who I am. All you need to know is I'm a family-focused gentleman who would like to turn your mouth into a daycare center for my baby gravy. <laughs> your friend, Mike Whitecock. Just flaunting what my mama gave me. Okay, this is confusing. Can I, can I say why? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They say their name is Whitecock. Are they writing to the black Afro man or are they the black Afro man? Yeah, as I read it, at first I thought they are the black Afro man riding bike with speakers, setting the record straight. But I feel like they go out of their way to also call themselves white. White cock, at least. <laughs> at least, at least. I don't know if that's possible, but at <laughs> least, yes. Um, so I have a, I feel like this is Mike Whitecock writing to Black Afro Man. Okay, well that is. But it's confusing. Like I still aren't. I'm not sure. They're coming on strong, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I, I do not like the phrase "baby gravy." I don't like baby gravy. Uh, I don't like turning somebody's mouth into a daycare center. None of this. I'm gonna go ahead and say none of this. I am a fan of. I also. Is this person infamous for sexually harassing people? Because they say many people, people would like to know who I am. Yeah. Whomst. People would like to know who I am. See, that's why I was confused if it was the black Afro man with the speakers on a bike. Because, like, that is a character whomst, if you saw regularly, would be like, I wonder who that black Afro man riding bike with speakers is, right? Right. That seems like someone, definitely, who, a Portland icon who you see riding around, much like the, the, the Una... Piper and uh, you almost said bomber. You almost said no. I didn't. I almost said biker. Do you think that they ever get nervous that their name is too close to Unabomber? Because I would. (laughs) I mean, once you trademark something, it's too late. You know. It's true. Should have got in before the Unabomber did. Um, His lawyer should have warned him. I'd like to throw a little wrench into this. Um, I'm going to throw you a misconnection that you need to read. Oh, okay. And this is it's related for reasons you'll shortly Hmm. see. Okay, wow, I didn't I didn't see this. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Black Afro riding bike with speaker. You, tall black Afro riding a bike downtown with music playing. Hot, with smallish sidekick man and glasses riding bike too. <laughs> Me, turquoise 98 Dodge Neon hooted at you. My friend flashed you. Meet at the D? Okay, I... <laughs> Oh, to be the smallish sidekick man in glasses riding along the bike with a tall black afro man. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ooh, every person's dream. Image. But also, okay, now this just adds more layers to the mystery. This then Yeah, now I think. This then asks the question, was the second post answering the first? Was the first answering yeah, the yeah. second? Was the black afro man riding a bike with speaker harassed twice? And got two misconnections written about them separately? I mean, this dude must be fucking hot, right? Like, it's gotta be like, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, like, in a big ol' afro on a bike with a smallish sidekick man and glasses. 
oozing charisma. Oozing sexuality and charisma. Um, I just, I feel like in life, I so many times have been the smaller sidekick man, you know, like. Yeah, well, you know, this is the meme, right? Like, which of these three people are you? Are you the black Tag afro yourself. man? Are you smallest sidekick man in glasses? Or are you turquoise 98 Dodge neon man? And or are you the friend who flashed them? <laughs> There's so much going on in this fucking intersection. I, yeah, my real hope is that um, these are two separate and unrelated uh, Black people who are just ridden, just driven absolutely crazy. <laughs> just the horny got right into their little tiny brains and made them go bonkers for this man, or this poor man just trying to ride his bike downtown with speakers. With Although, his smallish sidekick. Maybe he was playing Marvin Gaye or something and really getting the people right. Horned up. What, what 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 music is the horniest? You know what would it be? I, Marvin Gaye is my answer already. Marvin Gaye's good. Marvin Gaye's very good. I think it's like it's like the most well recognized baby making music of all. I don't know. What about like Barry White? Never gonna, never never gonna give you up. Yeah, <laughs> that one's more. I would say that's more romantic. Really? I don't know. It starts out kind of scary. I listen to the beginning <laughs> of that song. It's very intense. The first part sounds like it's going to go one way, and then the, the music really kicks in. You're like, oh, this is... Why, did, why was I so scared? Wow, it's just like the woman in black. Just like the woman in black. You think it's going to go one way, and then you're very you're horny. very horny. Yeah. The rest of the movie. Uh, do you ever, like, look at pictures of the people playing the scary monsters in horror movies, like on IMDb, just to, like, be less scared? No, I don't do that, but I do know a guy uh, from my time in L.A. My time in L.A. My time in um, L.A. Uh, who used to come to our comedy festival who, like, he is one of the people who, like, makes a living because he's a large, strong man playing, like, lots of famous scary things. Like, you know that new show, The Swamp Thing, that's coming out? Uh, the DC Universe one? Yeah, that's, like, a TV show with the girl from Teen Wolf. Sure. Yeah, he's the Swamp Thing in that. So he's just, like... He's just a very nice man who makes his living because he's very large. It's not Doug alone. Jones, but... It's not. He's no Tom Jones, but... <laughs> Doug Jones, I Doug said. Jones. Not Tom he's Jones. No Tom... He's no What's Up Pussycat. <laughs> no... Yeah, okay. <laughs> he moonlights oh, as the singer of What's Up Pussycat. And then... Yeah, yeah. Tom Jones and Doug Jones. Never seen them in the same room together. Just saying. Just saying. What if they were? <laughs> yes. That'd be crazy. Um, That'd be crazy. Any hoot. Anywho, what Black a... Afro Man riding bike with speaker has captivated a whole entire city. Um, I have one for you. I know I just sent you one, but that was related to yours already. I just want to... Uh, tell uh -oh. me if this sounds like anyone. Uh-oh, okay, Tell me if this sounds like anyone you know. Gemini, bobble. Where is my Gemini? Anyone you well, know? Anyone you know? Yeah, I guess that's me. Hey, Talon, you finally me. got one written about you. <laughs> I finally... Well, the second time. Um, oh, Fuck you. <laughs> For rubbing it in. For all I know, Sarah, I bet you've had dozens written about you you didn't even know. Mm -mm. At least five. Mm -mm. I'm going to write one and see if you notice. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it with this influx? Like, did Baffle just get internet? Like, what is happening? I feel like... <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you would know that better than I would. <laughs> it's a did small Bob town. I went to grocery stores for fun. So... Uh, sounds like they just found out about Craigslist. Oh my god, 
sorry. That, I don't know why that was so funny to me that Papa Washington just got internet. And the first thing they do is just post rampantly on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm. Uh, this is a site where you can just post for things and people respond and read it? Um, yeah, I look, I didn't know about Craigslist and Papa Washington. No one told me. Well, somebody's looking for a Gemini, which my second comment, so my first comment is, yes, they're obviously looking for you. What are the chances, Talon? What are the chances? And then the second thing is, who wants a Gemini? No offense, hey. but... What? I, Gemini's get a bad rap, but listen. They're generally agreed upon to be the worst astrological uh, uh, sign, right? I think Scorpios tend to be regarded <laughs> to be the worst. Okay. But uh, I guess we're just, you know, picking... Picking hairs is not the phrase. Splitting hairs, that's the one. <laughs> we're just that's picking the, turnips. We're just picking rutabagas. Uh, yeah, so, listen, there's been a lot of uh, stigma around Gemini and, and the like. There's some very good Geminis out there. Kendrick Lamar is a Gemini. Did you know? I didn't. Yeah. I don't know him personally. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's fine. Maybe he's complicated. I'm just going to say, not all Geminis <laughs> are horrible two-faces. Okay. And it's not our fault that we were gifted with the ability to manipulate our personality to fit the situation. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. I am, I am an every man's man. All right? I can fit in wherever. This is true about me. If I meet a new group of people, if I'm in a new situation, if I start a new job, if I am being thrust into a group I know I'm going to have to be with for a while and it's new to me, mm-hmm. I am very quiet at first because I'm trying to gauge everyone's like sense of humor. Like I need to know what I can get away with and what I can't. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure what out do you like... you know if you can go straight in with the gay bashing jokes or if you can... <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> Jesus. But like... No, the content of what you're saying is wrong, but the idea behind it is right. Like, I am trying to figure out, like, what's going to make these people laugh? How am I going to get on their good side? Yeah, I think that's just caveman brain, to be honest. I think I I have caveman, I have that caveman brain. Okay, That's because if you make them laugh, they won't kill you, probably. It's definitely a defense mechanism, for sure. Uh, But... You know what? I feel like Gemini's get a bad rap, but we're very, we're clever, we're witty, we we know how to talk, we are interested in knowledge, and mm-hmm. we are uninterested in dull people. And I feel like that is, that's a valuable friend. That's a person you want on your team. I'd like to know, uh, is there an astro- astrological sign that is, is interested in dull people? That's a good <laughs> point, but I do feel like some... Astrological signs are either, and I feel like I fucked up that word, but I'm gonna ignore it. Some magical. Some Some astromagical signs. Astronomical. Some astrogemagical signs are uh, either tolerate way more than I, a Gemini, am willing to. I, a Gemini. (laughs) I, a Gemini. Or, uh, maybe they are those dull people. I'm not gonna say who. Oh my god. We all, He's we talking don't to you, Capricorns. About. Whoa. I don't know if that's true or not because I really don't keep <laughs> up that much with astrological charts. Uh, could be. Could be right. Maybe. I have to ask Elena every time. Like, what's my what's my moon? Moon's ever oh, on What's my... Uh, what's my... What's my rising sign? It's important. I've got to finish this personality quiz online. Elena, what's my... um? 
what's uh what time was I born? Uh, <laughs> anyway, Gemini's get a bad rap, and whoever you're looking for, whoever in Bothell, Washington, I'm here. This is where I am. You have found me. Congratulations. All right, I send you one. Beautiful eyes. Union Gap. I was at Burlington today, and you assisted me buying training bras for my daughter. You were so sweet, I would have loved to know you much more. You had on white shoes, gray joggers. Hope you see this. So, I think on its face. <laughs> it's pretty simple and sweet. But can you imagine being the daughter whose mom <laughs> is, like, shopping for you to buy you training bras, and then they're just flirting with the person helping you? Um, yeah, that would be, that would be pretty embarrassing. I also say training bras are a sham. What are you training for? Can I ask a, a real question? You, no. Okay. <laughs> no, Can I ask a can. fake question? You can ask a real question, yes. I do okay. this, I ask you so many intrusive questions on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what exactly is a training bra? Okay, so a training bra, here's the, here's what I imagine some schmuckety schmuck at Macy's was thinking when they invented the the training bra. Uh-huh. So it's essentially just a a tube of fabric with two straps on it. Okay. Which is a bra without any of the helpful things in it. It's sure. just fabric with straps. And I'm guessing much like a horse gets trained with a blanket before it puts on a saddle. <laughs> They're just trying to get you used to having to wear unnecessary straps under your clothes all the time. It's all the mechanics, but none of the functionality. Yeah, and not even okay. any of the mechanics. It's literally, <laughs> I I cannot express to you how useless they are. They're just thin fabric with straps on it. Man, that seems uh, humiliating for no reason. It's <laughs> I don't understand what a training bra is. I don't get it. Yeah. I think it's also for the people that are like, oh, she's getting, she's getting breasts. Better cover those breasts, those child breasts up. Yeah. Uh, which is uncomfy in its own way. But. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's a training bra. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I definitely had them. They were the most hideous little scraps of fabric. Thank you, Dansko brand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, they're not a fun thing to shop for. I don't remember being um, nervous or uh, embarrassed. I also don't remember a lot about my childhood. It's one big question mark. But mm. I don't remember being embarrassed buying them. Um, yeah. Would you have been more embarrassed if your mom was flirting with the salesperson? <laughs> was flirting with the salesperson, trying to put you in a training bra? Uh, yeah, maybe. What do you think that? <laughs> Do you think the flirting was like, ooh, do you think this would fit me? <laughs> oh, God. What? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. My honkers gross. are too big for these ju- these scraps of fabric. We're just shopping for my daughter's training bra. I don't need one. I know how to wear a bra. <laughs> Wink. I've been trained on bras. Very much versatile in the art of bras. My yabos are a little too large. <laughs> oh, man. Duh. Can we talk about Hocus Pocus and its use of the word yabos? We can for five minutes because um, any more than we will officially be a movie podcast. You know, it's too risky. Never mind. Okay, Never fair mind. enough. I'm going to send you one then. I'm sending you one. Okay. 
Here we go. Guy at North End Walgreens, North Tacoma. You bought three Colson baby vodkas and a Mountain Dew. You are adorable. You looked comfy in your sweats. Save a few baby bottles for me. Or we could just drink together, perhaps? I'm just, if I'm ever at a point where I'm buying baby vodkas from a Walgreens in my sweatpants, maybe I'm not, it's, I'm not ready for a relationship right then. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not. I mean, they're definitely not trying to look like they are uh, looking for a relationship or love or affection. They seem like they need a day <laughs> to themselves, you know? They did. And that's what the Mountain Dew is for. That's what I'm going to do is for. What, what size exactly is a baby vodka? Because I feel like I'm picturing like airplane size. I think, I think airplane size is what, what I was imagining as well. Wow. <laughs> also, the fact that they call them baby vodkas is interesting. I've never heard that before. I haven't heard that before either. And I, I thought I was a little weird for maybe not knowing exactly what that was. But good. I'm glad. I mean, it kind I'm of glad. sounds like something they would sell during the Industrial Revolution to like help you put your colicky baby to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Baby if you've got a baby at home that won't that saw the log, um, <laughs> try Colson's baby vodka. That baby just won't saw that log. <laughs> I would need it to go to work. Does this ever happen to you? You got a baby who just won't sleep. <laughs> then you're tired. You're driving your car, and boom, your automobile gets mangled in an accident because you fell asleep at the wheel. Well, don't fret. Colson's baby vodka is here. You would be a millionaire if you had an automobile during the Industrial Revolution. Not to, you know, nitpick historical facts, but... Okay, fine. Horse. You want me to say horse? <laughs> yeah. You crash yeah. your horse? You crashed your horse. Do you think that happened? Like, Do you think anyone so ever drunk, drunk drove they... horses? Yeah, drunk... Do you think they got cited for drunk driving their horse? Uh... I don't know if anything would be like animal endangerment, but I don't think they, I don't think they gave a fuck about horses back then. <laughs> no, I know. You ever seen the movie Stagecoach? Nope. You ever see that? Well, nope. there's just it's a western, and they're riding horses, and they are just crashing into each other, and like it is thrilling to watch because it cannot be faked, and there are just horses being trampled by other horses, and you're just like, this is real, and there's no way this is fake. Oh <laughs> it's God. just. This is before there were any sort of rights for animals at all on film. Love they did not give a fuck about horses. I love to hear it. <laughs> I don't. I don't love to hear it. Actually, that's awful. <laughs> it's like horrifying to watch an old Western and watch the horses closely. Because you watch Westerns now, it's like every animal is safe and protected. Not then. It's the, horse horsifying. Uh, the, it's horse horsifying. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap up this podcast uh, <laughs> no um yeah yeah i don't know if anyone drunk drove a horse they probably just got mad at the person for like wasting alcohol more than anything mm, mm. i know that the amish have gotten pulled over for drunk carriage driving i've seen mug shots of drunk <laughs> amish horse drivers so i know i know that it happens Pennsylvanians, we need you to phone in and tell us what's going on. Yeah. You know, we don't talk um, enough about the Amish on this podcast. And I think <laughs> that's because we just assume they're not listening. But what if they are, you know? Then we're missing out on an entire demographic. 
there's a whole demographic we're ignoring because we assume they're not listening to our podcast, but they very well might be. Maybe they get it in print. Maybe there's someone made a print edition. Ah, bless them for having to write out everything we say. Could you imagine? No. Could you imagine? Uh, Would you try to imagine? (laughs) No. Would you, could you, would you, could you? (laughs) Do you, have you seen that? (laughs) I'm not going to resort to quoting vines on... But I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's that one where that kid's like, if you could, you yeah, 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 yeah. you would, you could, you if you yeah. did you ever dream like that? Yeah, no, it's it's gold. Yeah, we all know what we're talking about, and it's gold. And it's funnier than anything we're ever gonna knows. do on this podcast. Yeah. We're so. just gonna quote vines from the rest of our lives. This is now a vine quoting podcast, and that's um, probably funnier that way. Skateboarding, Florence. Is 61-year-old too late to learn how to skateboard? I have board and all protective equipment. Ant teachers out there? Now, I prefer to read uh, misconnections with all of their mistakes intact. Absolutely. But we can clearly see that this person is not asking for tiny, miniature skateboard riders. He's clearly asking if there are any... Um, unless. Unless. If there are any skateboard teachers out there, uh, I would say 61. It depends on what kind of 61-year-old you are, you know? You know what? You're right. Age is just a number. If you are someone who can stand on a board and keep your balance, I think that's that's all you need. What if, though? What if they bought a <laughs> tiny tech deck skateboard, like a little finger skateboard, and that's what they think a skateboard is? <laughs> and they're looking for a tiny skateboard teacher to teach them how to ride a tiny skateboard. I'm glad. I hope that's what you think about before you go to bed, Tallinn. That sounds delightful. I'd I, like to count uh, 60, 60-year-old men riding tech decks skateboards. <laughs> I had one of those. That's as much skateboarding as I ever did as a kid, other than riding one on my butt. Tick dick. I um, wish I could have been cool enough to ride a skateboard. I feel like it would have really fit in with my whole aesthetic, um, but I never did, and then I just, I feel like it's, I feel like, I mean, this 61-year-old, like, my advice for them is, like, no, you're never too old. But my advice for myself as a 26-year-old woman is, like, you're too old. You're going to break something. I tweaked my shoulder a week ago washing the bathtub and have not recovered from it. So I just feel like, what will a skateboard do to me, you know? I chipped a tooth on a peanut butter sandwich one time. So, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I... I will not be attempting any new sports. I feel like we both have very cool dads. I don't know how old your dad is. My dad is 62. And I feel like my dad could learn to skateboard. He's pretty cool. Mine definitely could, too. I mean, he's, he's got the athleticism. So I think it's just balance, really, is mainly the thing you need. If you can stand on one foot and keep your balance well enough, you're probably good to start trying. Well, I can't have hula hoop. Tony, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk over here. Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I, I have lost the ability to the hula hoop is what I was going to say. <laughs> That's I, really important. I'm glad we backtracked for you. Well, I just think that like that tells me I shouldn't start skateboarding. If I can no longer What is the core? Hoop, what? <laughs> I feel like there, it's core. It's balance. It's, it's those two things mainly I feel like are important <laughs> to skateboarding. If you, can, if you can hula hoop, you can skateboard. I think that's very true. <laughs> I think if you can't hula hoop, skateboarding's gonna be a little tougher. Uh, that I don't know that those have any correlation, but I'll go <laughs> ahead and believe you on that. I will say that, like when quarantine first started, everyone was picking up fun hobbies. 
um, I did Google can fat people skateboard because I've never seen <laughs> this is coming from a fat person. Again, I don't know who listens to this, doesn't hear this. I just want you to know yeah. I'm not discriminating against them. I am one. <laughs> but I've never seen like a fat skateboarder, you know? I'm sure. Um, and so I was worried that it was just something, you know. But yes, fat people can skateboard, so maybe I shouldn't maybe I should try. I know my uh, parents have a skateboard my dad won in a raffle <laughs> really at my 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 childhood home so perhaps i should try Dang. when i go home for uh christmas christmas um wow the only thing i know my dad's won in a raffle is like a <laughs> like a, a, a free booking of an elvis impersonator <laughs> <laughs> when did he use it what, did he just have people over just over to the house and said, we're going to have an Elvis impersonator over? you got to come over. You're having a dinner party with a surprise. <laughs> I'm going to make gumbo if and there will be. If he hasn't used the voucher yet, could he get them to guest on our podcast? <laughs> I fucking wish. I think it got used. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it was like an auction, not a raffle. It was an auction. I think he used okay, it at okay. a That's work different. Event. That doesn't require luck. You're right. But man, could you imagine? And also, why would you bid on that? Like, why? <laughs> what need could? What could you want to do with that? He wants to see Elvis get impersonated. You would. I don't know what to tell you. I think for me to enjoy that, I'd have to get so high that I thought it was the real Elvis. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was because he's still alive. What all the people say. Ooh. Ooh, so. controversial statement. Is that what yeah. QAnon says? My um. My dad is very lucky and also very determined. He wins a lot of things. He wins a lot really? of things. He's really good at radio contests. He has an almost encyclopedic knowledge of uh, like 60s, 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s rock music. Yeah. Uh, and so he uh, would win a lot of things. Like every year he won us a trip to Great America um, <laughs> every spring. And he's won a lot of free stuff. He's won concert tickets, so many concert tickets. My first concert, he won free tickets too. Dang. He's, you know, he's got a power. That man's got a power. (laughs) We've talked about this before, but like my mom fakes a lot of, or used to fake a lot of shit. So I talked about, you know, she got us into, like she got a ticket for a screening of a Harry Potter movie early and uh, she forged extra tickets so that our whole family I don't could know go. if I have heard this. Yeah, no, that for sure happened. Amazing. I'm sure Which I talked about this. Potter movie was it? It was the f- fifth one? That's yeah. a good one. That's a Order good one. Of fifth, I mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know that's the fifth movie, but I'm just trying to remember that's if that's the one it was. And, yeah, like... She forged extra tickets to it? She, she did it, like, a couple times. I don't know what her hookup was. I feel like maybe her work <laughs> was somehow providing these free tickets or something. I have no idea. Amazing. She also did it with, like, uh, a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And I remember just being... It was a sequel to Pirates of the Caribbean. We got to see it a day early. I remember going through the door where they were scanning tickets, and they scanned the first two, and they were fine, and they scanned the second two, and the guy's machine wasn't reading them. And he was like, hmm. Well, uh... I'm having a problem, but you two go ahead. Like, let us in. And then the whole movie, I was so afraid that, like, men in black suits were going to enter the theater as the movie was playing, shine bright flashlights on my family, and say, there they are. We got to get she take them out of here. The, the two angel-faced, big-eyed babies, and they got right in. Yeah, my mom's smart. 
So, you know, my family makes our own luck. Um, The last thing I won was a tickets to see Anthony Ramos at the Doug Pro Lounge, which is the last concert Elaine and I went to before quarantine. Wow. R.I.P. I've I've rarely ever won anything. My dad took all the luck in the family. Uh, I once in a while win win a fruitcake from a cakewalk, but that is pretty much it. I love cakewalks. If you've never been to a cakewalk, you should try it out sometime. I have. I've been to cakewalks and I hate them. And here's why. You're wrong. No, 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 no. (laughs) Hear me out. I... As a child, they, they seem like a magical idea, but I did one with a former friend oh. who, like, w- literally won every cake. Like, And that's when your friendship offended. That's why you're former friends. <laughs> it wasn't just that. It was the fact that they wouldn't share. They literally <laughs> walked away with eight cakes. I'm not exaggerating. Like, they had a... <laughs> A stack of cakes so high that they couldn't see over it. They were a child, and the stack of cakes was taller than them. They would not share any of the cake. (laughs) Greedy. They won every damn cake somehow. That's that luck. I don't know what fucking happened. That shouldn't be allowed to happen. There were no rules. It was one of those things. It was like like a Michael Scott golden ticket thing where just everything went the worst way it could have possibly gone, except for it went the best for that one person. And now I, I just, I don't trust a cakewalk. And maybe if I came across one in my adult age, I'd do what, uh, do it again. But, because uh, what are the fucking odds of that happening twice? <laughs> That's our breakup story is I, <laughs> I win 10 cakes and I don't share any with you. There's no podcast for three months. And then I come on and do a solo podcast by myself and say, hey guys, it's going to be some fucking changes around here. <laughs> Um, do you have a good one to end on, or would you like me to send you one to end on? You go ahead and send one, I think. Okay, great. You do the outro, then. I will do the outro, and I also, I got some other goodie for us, but, uh, stick around and you hear that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Craig's Essential Crisis. Uh, if you like what you hear, please consider leaving a rating and review in the Apple Podcast app. It helps us get found. We don't do any advertising. Also, if you leave a five-star review... I'm going to read it on air. And that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. We got another review! We got another one! We got one! Name that movie. Uh, Let me find it. It's just buried under all these IKEA pictures. My heart is racing right now. I'm so scared that you're going to have to read something bigoted. (laughs) No, no, no. It's all good. Uh, This review is titled Quench That Thirst, and it's from Cardito's Way. This podcast is hilarious, and these two have great chemistry their friendship shines through in a fun and refreshing way laugh with or at human beings and their need for connection i think that's such a sweet review that was a really nice review i was so scared and that was so (laughs) kind that was so sweet you could have put anything you wanted to put in there and i would have read it i would have read it but you were very genuine and i think uh i like that review so much because i think you know it's it says something out loud that I'm always like, uh, it, you know, feels too good to be true, which is that we have good chemistry. You know, it shows, and that makes me really happy that people see that. We do, but if we say it enough, people will believe us. We have great chemistry. <laughs> we have great chemistry. <laughs> we have really so, good chemistry. You too can leave a review and hear your words on there. Uh, also, just tell a friend. If you like this podcast and you want to tell a friend about it who might like it, please do. That would be so insanely helpful. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy that more people are discovering this show. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter 
and Facebook for some fun bonus content. You can see Sarah opening her birthday present last oh, week. Such a good present. Such a good present. <laughs> Such a good present. Such a good video also. Just uh, made me so happy to, to watch. So you can be happy too. And we also want to thank the incredible Rose Sherman for writing and performing our theme song. Week in, week out. She's there in the corner. Tireless. That's Tireless. there in the spotlight, losing her religion. Check her out at HeySherman on Instagram. And if you have a misconnection or you want to send us your own personal ad that you want to put out into the world... Uh, you can do that. You can send us an email at craigcrypod at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-C-R-I-Pod at gmail.com. That was beautiful. And don't forget, we have a live show on the 30th, 7.30 p.m., twitch.tv slash kickstandcomedy. Come check it out. It's going to be Halloween-themed. We'll be dressed up. You should dress up, too, and then, like, send us pictures. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Tag us in Instagram photos, and we'll show them on air in our podcast. That's what we'll do. Uh, yeah, please, get spoopy with us on All Hallows' Eve Eve. Ooh. Yeah. Our next episode is going to be out next week, and let's close this puppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I don't like that phrase. I don't like it, but I don't not like it as much let's, as I don't uh, like baby gravy. I was about to say, let's close this daycare for the baby gravy with this one last <laughs> One last dip into the list of Craig. Valville Gothgal. I asked if this top would work as Beetlejuice, and you said yes. I'm Talon Liddell. I'm Sarah Thompson. This has been Craig's, Craig's Essential, Essential Crisis. Crisis. I thought we said it at the same time that time. Sure we did. <laughs> 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 <laughs>